अब रचा मेरी तुम करो सिख उबार सिख संघरो दुष्ट जिते उठवत उत्पाता सकल मलेश करो रन घाटा जे अस्तित्व तव सरनी परे तिन के दुष्ट दुखत हुए मरे पुरक जवन पग परे तिहारे तिन के तुम संकट सब टारे जो कल को एक बार दियाए हैं ताके काल निकठ नहीं आए हैं रच्छा होए ताहे सब काला दुष्ट अरिष्ट टरे तत्काला Episode 14, The Second Battle of Chamkor. In the last episode, we covered the Fifth Battle of Anandpur in some detail. The massive combined army of the Mughals and the Pahari Rajas had laid siege to Anandpur and ultimately pressured the Sikhs to agree to leave the city. Upon the Sikhs' departure, the Mughal Pahari forces broke their word and gave chase. The Sikhs had to attempt to cross the Sarsa River, and their forces were scattered in the process. A mere two hundred horsemen accompanied the Guru on his way into Chamkor. The people of Chamkor were aware that the Mughal forces had laid siege to Anandpur for six to seven months. The only sin of the Sikhs had been their determination to work towards the upliftment of the poor and most vulnerable in society. Therefore, the people of Chamkor were filled with affection towards the warriors as they approached the town. Despite knowing that the Mughal army was giving chase, the people of Chamkor wanted to serve their heroic benefactor. On the way to Chamkor, the Sikhs had to fight a small Pashtun army that had accompanied the Mughal forces from Kashmir. While the army was eventually defeated, only 46 made it out of the battle alive. Meanwhile, word came around that a new army had been dispatched from Delhi and was camped a little while away from Jamkor. The decision was made to rest in Jamkor and to make a last stand there when the time came. When the six finally arrived at Jamkor, they were warmly received by the townspeople. They were also given access to a haveli or a chateau. However, a few days later the haveli was attacked from two sides. The generals of the Mughal army had interrogated the townspeople. Under pressure, the citizens of Chamkor told them where Guru Gobind Singh was and that he had only 40 men with him. The Singhs in the haveli put up a powerful fight. Despite being surrounded, they unleashed wave after wave of arrows to keep the enemy at bay. Eventually, however, they started running low 
on arrows and bullets. Small groups of men had to be sent outside the fort to fight with swords, and several of these were martyred. After a time, Guru Gobind Singh's two sons, Baba Ajit Singh and Baba Jujhar Singh, expressed their desire to go out and fight. Baba Ajit Singh was 17 years old at the time. Baba Jujhar Singh was only 15. Despite their youth, the Guru, whose mission on earth was to uplift the downtrodden and establish dharma, could not reject their request. He blessed them and permitted them to uphold their duty. Baba Ajit Singh went first with a small group of men. He fought fearlessly, but was eventually overwhelmed by the numerically superior Mughal forces. Baba Jujhar Singh followed, and he met the same fate. In this way, both the elder sons of Guru Gobind Singh were martyred, upholding the banner of righteousness until the very end. The situation was dire. The handful of Singhs and the Guru remained in the Haveli, surrounded by hundreds of thousands of enemy forces. The enemy generals were now sure that there were not too many Sikhs inside the Haveli. Therefore, when night fell, they decided to rest and continue the battle in the morning. Guru Nanak had embarked on a mission to upend the existing social order and replace it with an egalitarian one. This meant, of course, that those who benefited from the pre-existing social order, from the Mughal rulers to the Brahmin priests, were necessarily largely going to be arrayed against him and his followers. This is a story that has repeated itself from the dawn of agricultural civilization until the present day. Think of the rulers of Egypt and their Hebrew slaves led by Moses, or the people of Haiti led by Toussaint L'Ouverture against their colonial masters in France, or closer to the present day with the civil rights movement in the United States. It is inevitable that in the quest for a more just society, the people who profit from the previous system of injustice will be tempted to use violence to preserve it. Each of the ten gurus, from Guru Nanak to Guru Gobind Singh, had been tasked with the responsibility of preserving this vision and determining how best to protect it. In 1699, Guru Gobind Singh had taken the first step to prepare the stage for an alternate way of continuing this tradition. He created the Khalsa and issued them the responsibility of being armed and instilled in them a sense of brotherhood. After observing the bravery of his Khalsa in the Battle of Chamkor, Guru Gobind Singh decided to take the second step. There were only eleven Sikhs left with the Guru. Each of them was aware that this was their last night on earth. However, each of them was determined to keep the flame of humanity that the Gurus had ignited in the souls of the poor and downtrodden alive. Their belief was that it was essential to evacuate the Guru from Chamkor. After the decision was made to evacuate the Guru, there was still one decision left. 
who would be assigned to accompany the Guru out of the Haveli. Some number of Sikhs would have to stay and continue fighting the enemy in order for the Guru to successfully escape without being detected. Yet, when they were looking for volunteers to go with the Guru, no one put their name forward. None of the Sikhs wanted to escape while their brothers stayed back and fought. Guru Gobind Singh realized that his project to create a new class of fearless and self-sacrificing men had borne fruit. He then declared, Khalsa mero roop hai khas, Khalse mein ho karo nivas. The Khalsa was now taken to be the form of the Guru, and decisions for the future would now be made collectively by those who had chosen to volunteer for this cause. Bhai Daya Singh, Bhai Dharam Singh, and Bhai Man Singh were then chosen to accompany the Guru. The other eight Sikhs were going to stay and fight, almost certainly to meet their death. One of the eight remaining Sikhs, Bhai Sangat Singh, had an appearance that was strikingly similar to that of the Guru. Guru Gobind Singh gave him his clothes and instructed him to take his position on top of the Haveli as soon as the sun started to set. Midway into the night, when the enemy camp was quiet, the Guru and his three Sikhs decided to make their escape. While most of the enemy camp were asleep in their tents, the sound of shoes trotting the earth would be sure to wake them up. Therefore, the Guru and his Sikhs traveled barefoot. On a freezing cold night, it was impossible to see clearly enough to avoid thorns, but despite this, the four had to maintain perfect silence in order to move undetected. Since turning back to Anandpur was now impossible, they had to determine where to go next. The northeast part to the Doaba region involved fording the Satluj River. The southern path was blocked by the Mughal fort of Sirhind. The decision was made to take the route to Malwa. Guru Gobind Singh instructed the three Sikhs to take a mental note of the stars pointing in the decided direction. The three were then sent to three different parts of the enemy camp. Each began to shout loudly that the Peer of Hind, Guru Gobind Singh, is making an escape. Catch him! Catch him! The enemy soldiers in those parts of the camp woke up, and internal scuffles began in the chaos. The soldiers who lay in the path of Guru Gobind Singh also heard the ruckus, and began to wake up and move towards it. In the commotion, the Guru was able to make his escape. The three other six following the stars started moving in the same direction as the Guru. The scuffle continued until the morning. At sunrise, the damage was assessed. When the Mughal forces realized that all the dead were their own, they attacked the Haveli in a fit of rage. The remaining eight six were killed in the attack and attained Shahidi. On seeing the body of Bhai Sangat Singh Shaheed, some of the Mughals started celebrating as they believed they had finally killed Guru Gobind Singh.
However, the body was soon identified correctly and the celebrations were cut short. Aurangzeb had laid the seeds for his own demise. Already facing a general rebellion in Maharashtra, he now faced the same in Punjab as well. The towns around Anandpur had been treated brutally in the seven-month siege. The Sikhs had acquired a mastery of guerrilla warfare, and his treasury had been drained in the funding of the armies from Lahore and Kashmir. Prasaval Chand Tav Prasad Namonar Kanases Devang Prakase Anangang Sarupe Abhangang Bibhute Pramatang Pramate Sadasarabhasate Agad Sarupe Nirbhad Bibhute Anangi Aname Tribhangi Trikame Nirbhangi Sarupe Sarbhangi Anupe Na potre, na putre, na satre, na mitre, na tate, na mate, na jate, na pate. Nrisakang sarika hai amito, amika hai sadevang prabhav hai, jay hai, ajah hai.